Hello and welcome to another episode of Unstuck with Hypnopunk, Transformation with Edge. And today's episode is all going to be about the fake media, fake news, how it impacts you, how it controls you day to day, and what you could do to unplug from the matrix and not be infected, affected by fake news. All that's come. But first, I'd like to thank, all, as always, all the wonderful people out there who left reviews on five-star reviews on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Spotify, on YouTube. I might have said that twice. On um, Google Play, however you listen to this podcast. Thank you so very much. When you leave those five-star reviews, when you leave those comments, it inspires me to make more content to put more gold out there for you to consume it's the only feedback mechanism i know to know that you're enjoying it it's the only way that i know so when i get that wonderful feedback i can produce more if i get no feedback then i just presume you're not enjoying it and it makes me not want to do these anymore so keep them coming and as always when you do leave a review to sweeten the deal shoot me take a screenshot of where you took that review uh, that five star review and send it over an email to mail m a i l at lukenosis l u k e n o s i s dot com mail at lukenosis dot com and we will book your complimentary thirty minute power session with me over Skype wherever you are in the world which is a very very powerful session to help you to become unstuck in your life to send to the next level where you get my expertise for thirty minutes so go ahead and do that. Now on with the show. Today's show is going to be about fake news. Fake news entered the lexicon of our language um, a few years ago with, um, I believe, the first time Donald Trump. Yes, oh, Donald Trump. A lot of people out there, oh, Donald Trump, such a bad guy. Uh, yeah, we're going to get into that later. Going to ruffle a lot of feathers with that, I know, and uh, get a lot of hate mail. Remember, send your hate mail to mail at lukenosis.com. But fake news, the... Uh, the, the, the term that I first heard Donald Trump using um, network TV and newspapers in America reporting uh, a news uh, opinion pieces with a fake narrative to sway public opinion to get them to think and vote a certain way, essentially to manipulate you right there in front of your own eyes. News is can be very very dangerous because i know growing up i'd watch news the bbc british broadcasting company uh, perhaps the oldest news establishment in the world and as a child uh, growing up uh, into my teenagers even to my 20s perhaps even into my 30s i thought that what i was seeing on the news was really what was happening out there that it was true because why would they lie about it it's news so I accepted news and how it was presented to me in whatever format, newspaper, um, TV shows, TV news bulletins, I should say, radio, news radio, uh, and to a, uh, a degree later on, social media. Because it's on a TV show, because it's on a radio show, because it's on a magazine, a newspaper, because there's a whole bunch of people that seem to have this opinion or reporting it on social media, it must be true. That 
person that the media said is a bad person, they must really be a bad person. And that person that the media has said has committed this crime, even though the person has not been convicted of the crime, never gets convicted of the crime, never gets sentenced, must be a bad person because the media said that they were a bad person. You see, we live in this society now of what I call, this is not everybody, I'm not tying everybody with the same brush. However, there is such an amount of sheeple, people that go along to get along. They read a story once on a Facebook, on an Instagram post, on a Twitter. And perhaps they've seen that story be shared a few times. Perhaps some of their friends have commented on them. And already, without stopping for a moment, just ask themselves, Hey, how do I know that what I'm reading here, what I'm watching here, what I'm listening to here, how do I know it's real? And not just someone's opinion. Unfortunately, most people, most men, more than half, won't do that. They'll see a story, and that person who uh, has been accused of doing something unsavoury is guilty. Now, it doesn't matter if that person goes to court, never goes to court, never does any prison time. Nothing ever happens to them. There's no charges ever pressed. Even if that person is proven that they're completely innocent you'll never see the retraction or if you will it'll be right at the bottom of the newspaper that you very very small text like those uh itunes contracts they try and get you to sign right at the bottom where people don't read because once somebody is tarred with a brush of of doing something whether they did it or not whether there's any proof of it or not whether they even if they get to be proven innocent or not they are guilty by these lynch mobs of fake news and of social media. An example of this is somewhat recently, and I've got no vested interest. I'm not even a particular fan of these people I'm going to mention to you. But I'm, I'm using them to illustrate a point. There's a, a comic called Louis C.K. I'm not particularly a big fan. I don't particularly find the guy funny or what have you. So I've got no vested interest in this guy. However, uh, the story goes, um, a few years ago, he would pull out his... Uh, He's Johnson, and he would ask ladies if he could masturbate in front of them. To which they would say yes, and he would. Now, it might be an unsavoury behaviour if you want to judge it. It might be a bit weird. But he asked their consent, and in the media they even said they gave consent. He never touched them, he never raped them, he never molested them. No one ever said that he did. However... When that information came out, it essentially destroyed his career. Because even though the behaviour may be weird, I'm not here to judge it one way or another. It wasn't illegal. He didn't break any rules. He didn't rape anyone, molest anyone, make anyone do anything against their will. They all agreed. Now, you might not like that he did that, but guess what? He didn't do it to you. He did it to people that involved it at the time. And they agreed. But, okay, you can pull it out. Then there was such an outcry in the media of, oh, let's ban this guy. Well, ban him from what? He pulled out his dick a few times, asked women if he could do it and masturbate. Well, and that means his career needs to be over. He can't make a paycheck anymore. That means he's no longer funny because he has a weird thing that he does. So he gets vilified through the press. And again, once again, I'm not a fan of Louis C.K. I take the guy or leave the guy, to be honest with you. However, the guy went on a hi hiatus for all this bad 
press of stuff that happened 10, 15 years ago, women coming out of the woodwork. Again, none of them were raped, molested, touched him. He did not touch them. He'd asked them in their company if he could pull out his Johnson and uh, waggle it a little bit. So we came back um, a couple of nights ago, I believe, and he did a very, very small um, show, comedy show, in America somewhere that was unadvertised. And, of course, the snowflakes are out there and they've got news of this and they're all over um, social media saying, oh, this man is evil, this man is terrible. He should never be allowed to... To do what? To do comedy again in, in a little club that hardly anyone's there? So because he did something stupid once, twice or a couple of times, not because it was illegal, you may not understand it, I may not understand why he was doing what he was doing, but it wasn't against the law, he didn't hurt anyone. But that means, and he's come out and he's apologised about it over and over and over again, but that means he can't do comedy anymore, that means he can't be funny anymore, that means he can't perform anymore, that means he can't make a paycheck anymore. My question is, if you don't like Louis C.K., don't go to his comedy concerts. Don't buy his DVD. Don't watch his Netflix special. Don't advertise him. That's how you show disapproval. Don't consume what he's selling if you really have strong opinions about it. And that's up to you. But then these people feel the need to contact the media. Oh, Louis C.K. is so bad. Well, have you met Louis C.K.? Well, no. Has he ever done anything to you? No, but he's so bad because I heard this story. Well, do you even know the story is true? I mean, it may be true. I'm not saying that he didn't do what he said he was going to do. I think he said it. But you don't know if it was true unless you were there. You weren't there. You weren't one of the people involved. Why do you even have an opinion about it? Why do you take some time and effort into your own life? Everyone is so quick to judge everyone else out there because we're all perfect, living perfect lives that we can point and judge other people and condemn them. Take a fucking moment to look at your life. Unless your life is fucking A number one perfect and you've never made a mistake in your life and you never will, you don't get to fucking have a judgment on these people. You don't have to like them. You don't have to consume their product. That's fine. But why do you even have a fucking opinion that you need to put on a platform for other people to listen? Are you so insignificant in your life that you feel that you need to have this uh, opinion because other people do out there to be heard? To be like a sheeple because it's the in thing to do. Fucking makes me sick. All my work is about helping people think for themselves. Critical thinking, rational thinking, listening to their gut and blocking out this fucking um, noise of the matrix. I mean, sucked into this bullshit. Another one was um, Roseanne. Again, I'm not particularly a fan of Roseanne. I don't particularly find her funny. However, she had a huge career of a show in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Big show. Big, big show. Very successful. And she went into the wilderness for, um, I don't know, nearly 20 years. That show was off the air. Yeah, she had a little talk show that went nowhere and she did some comedy gigs. But essentially, you know, Roseanne as an A-list star was done. Somehow, the planets aligned in such a quite incredible way that Roseanne relaunched her show about 20, 20 years later, which was um, last year. And the show became the number one hit on, um, I believe, the network's NBC in America. It became the number one show. 
And if you ever remember the show of Roseanne, it was a very um, not politically correct type of show. So they relaunched it, and the show is a hit, and Roseanne has uh, resurrected her career. Again, I'm not particularly a fan of the show. I'm not particularly a fan of, of, of Roseanne in any way, shape, or form. But the story of some being a great success, going off into the wilderness for a long time, and then somehow making a resurrection, that's the story for me. That's fucking incredible. You know, good job. I may not particularly like your work, but I appreciate a good redemption story. I like Rocky, after all. And then Roseanne... Um, in her words, late one night, she's on the Ambien, the sleep medication. She may have had something to drink. And she she's a comedian, right? And she makes um, what some people call an off-colour remark about, I believe, an American politician. Something about um, uh, their race, I believe. Now, remember, she's a comedian, folks. And there's a lot of comedians out there that I don't find funny. And do you know when I don't find them funny? I just switch over the channel or I read someone else's tweet or I don't buy their album or I don't like their um, posts on Instagram or I don't watch their trailer videos or leave any comments or thumbs up on Facebook or YouTube because I'm not going to consume the product that's that's how I vote that it's not my thing I am not a little bitch a little snowflake who then feels the need to write because I've got no life going on to write um, 10 paragraphs on why this comedian is unfunny and a bad person because who cares? Who cares what you write? If you really want to affect it, don't buy their album. Don't watch their show. Don't go to their concert. That's how you show your disapproval. Nobody wants to read your comment on Facebook. On a fucking review online somewhere. Unless you are perfect. Unless you're A number one. Unless you've never made a mistake in your life. What the hell gives you the right? To go out there and judge someone that you've never met. And you're not involved in a story. But you're hearing a second-handed story from somebody with an opinion piece. Who the hell do you think you are? I am so sick of these fucking snowflakes. Again, my work is all about educating people. So that they can think for themselves with critical thinking. The more successful I become, the more haters I get. And the more successful I become, I don't have any time to respond to the haters because I'm spending way too much time helping people. The people that are out there hating with these, um, under the, 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 the uh, disguise that these are valuable comments, they've got nothing better to do. you think they're running Fortune 500 companies? Do you think they're running successful families, another patriarch or matriarch from that family? No. They're online talking shit all day, wanting to be important. No one gives a fuck about your opinion. And then Roseanne, yeah, back to Roseanne, she um, was kicked off of her own show that's named after her, that she'd, she'd written at least that, you know, the first run of that show. I don't know if she was the sole writer of the, uh, of the Respawn version of it. So they're going to continue the show. I believe they're going to call it Roseanne. Somebody got a writer out without her. Again, I'm not a fan of Roseanne. I don't particularly like the show. I don't particularly like her. But the ridiculousness of a woman who developed a show that's based upon her in some loose fashion, that you're going to kick her out of the show because she wrote an off-colour, um, pun intended, an off-colour tweet about a politician's race. 
Just because you're a fan, the only person who gets to have a say on that on that tweet, well, two people, is Roseanne and the politician. No one else gets to have a say about it. The thing is, just because you're offended by something doesn't mean you're right. Just because you get upset and you get up in arms about it doesn't mean you're right. You might feel righteous in your indignation. It doesn't mean you're right, though. There's a lot of things I don't like, but I realise I just don't like it. I got no time to make a comment, even put a thumbs down on it. I just don't consume the product. That's how I show my disapproval. I have a fucking life, and I implore you to have the same. So she gets kicked off the show, and she's getting so much hate mail over a tweet that she made. Remember, she's a comedian. Comedian are making jokes. There's a lot of comedians that I have watched, that I've listened to, that I've seen live, that parts of their act, a lot of their act, I may not find funny. But I'm not leaving a negative review. I just realise not every joke is going to hit all of the time. This, this, is, this is life. So I get on with my life. I don't have a second thinking about it. So it's got to the point where Roseanne's got so much uh, stick after making this... Um, tremendous um comeback in her career she's moving to israel i believe was the with the story that i heard today to to try and escape all of this i don't know maybe she thinks the the jews are going to be kinder to her i don't know oh there you go hate mail to mail at lukenosis.com it's okay i'm half jewish but i just find it so fucking ridiculous that everyone jumps on this bandwagon if you don't like roseanne don't watch the fucking show don't buy the album. Don't buy the book. Don't call NBC to have her kicked off the network because she made a, a tweet, whether or not she was uh, under the influence of heavily sedated with the sleep medication Ambien, and she didn't know what she was doing. Another one, another controversial one, and again, this is not someone I like really any way, shape or form. I'll tell you why in a minute. Bill Cosby, I've heard about Bill Cosby, you know, I don't know how many women have come forward now alleging that he's um, done some kind of sexual uh, misconduct with them, uh, drugged them in some way, um, forced himself on them, allegedly. There's been an awful lot of women that have come out, I, I believe, in his 40 or so, 40 year plus or so career there's about 200 women at last count that have accused him of doing something untoward let me tell you before all of this when bill cosby was america's dad i never liked him i'll tell you why i didn't like him is i remember hearing stories from from three of my favorite comedians richard pryor eddie murphy and chris rock that had all received telephone calls from bill cosby calling up as the voice of black people because we know bill cosby is the voice of all black people in america telling them that they were disgraced to their race because they were using the n-word in their act who the fuck is bill cosby to tell these guys not to use something in their act that's why i don't like bill cosby now do i know that story is 100 percent true no i don't know because i wasn't there but I've heard, I've, I've read the story, I've heard about the story from Chris Rock, uh, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy. And I always got this vibe from Bill Cosby of this holier-than-thou attitude of, oh, he's the father of America, certainly the black father of um, America, and he can do no wrong. 
and he's painted with this brush of holier than now and when anyone's painted with that brush it, it it sets alarm bells off for me maybe that's something that i need to investigate in my own life but at least i'm willing to do that then all these stories come out with uh these allegations of some kind of sexual misconduct sexual abuse if bill cosby has done 10 percent 20 percent of the stuff i've heard he allegedly did then he should be punished absolutely should be punished if he's done this if there's evidence then he should be punished whatever that punishment is he should be punished however playing devil's advocate as i've been known to do from time to time how do you know how do you know he really did all the things that they said i'm not asking you not to believe a victim but i'm just saying to critically look at this and again i'm no fan of bill cosby anyway we can bury this guy good i find him funny and i don't like his um holier now attitude so i'm anti bill cosby however i have to challenge that i have to challenge that in myself as hard as it is and i'll be like how he's not been convicted as of press time of committing any of these crimes there's been an awful lot of allegations the first time this case went to court i don't know how many women took him to court but the jury, I believe, was a hung jury and there was no verdict, so it got thrown out. The first time it was tried. I believe he's um, going to court again. Some 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 other women are um, taking him to court. So again, if we go with the facts, if we go with the evidence, he's not being convicted of anything. And then maybe a lot of women are coming out there and saying he's done these things. And maybe he has. And again, if he has, if it can be proven, if he's done... 10 20 percent of the stuff that i've read about that i've heard about he should be punished to the full extent of the law for such crimes however he hasn't been convicted of anything and there's no tangible proof so right now in a court of law bill cosby is innocent i may not like him but i cannot let that judge facts and the fact is right now despite all the people who have come out he is not been convicted of anything and we live in a society now where anyone there's even a stone thrown on someone's character accusing someone of something we automatically jump on that bandwagon and we condemn them even when they've been convicted of nothing when there's no evidence of such we condemn them immediately they are guilty without trial and we get involved on these social media lynch mobs these hate mobs of sheeple just all agreeing all agreeing to want our voice to finally be heard so we fit in somewhere stop it stop being a sheeple think for yourself go with the fucking evidence eliminate your own feeling for somebody and the facts of what has been presented turn down all the noise think for yourself it can be difficult to think for yourself trust me it can give you a headache but you need to develop that gray matter inside your head don't allow other people to control you because that's what they're doing folks the fake media the social media lynch bobs mobs are controlling you you think you're controlling you think you're having to say with your comment no one gives a fuck about your comment it doesn't hold any water in a court of law you show your disapproval by not buying the album, by not watching the show, by not buying the theatre tickets. That's how you show your disapproval. That's the only thing that counts. So right now, whether you like it or not, as of this date, 
in 2018. Bill Cosby is innocent because he hasn't been convicted of anything. Now, you may not like him, like me, but he's not been convicted of anything. So rather than jump on the fucking bandwagon, hold your opinion because you were not there. You are not Bill Cosby and you're not one of these women. And I will throw one other thing to be controversial there, but hey, that's what I do. And I'm going to present you the facts. It always amazes me that supposedly this guy had been doing uh, these misappropriate sexual acts unwarranted to women for at least 40 years. About 200 women, as mentioned before. It's amazing how, with the exception of Janice Dixon in 2006, 2006, on the Howard Stern show, where she alluded to some kind of um, weird interaction with Bill Cosby, that no one came forward until, what are we now, 2018 to about uh, 2015, 2016. And then one person came forward, two people come, and then suddenly we're at 200 people. Where were those 200 women a year before, two years before, 10 years before, 20 years before, 30 years before, 40 years before? Oh, and you can say, well, maybe they were scared, Luke. I understand that. It's hard to report crimes. I understand that. But it's your job to report something that happened to you. It always amazes me that everyone comes out of the woodwork all at once. And despite how uncomfortable it may be going to the police and telling them of such a situation, I don't believe that all 200 women, 200 already, there may be more, all felt exactly the same. So then something starts to smell a little bit fishy that they all come out of the woodwork at the same point again i may not like this guy and i'll put that out there however he is innocent until proven guilty it's not the other way around no matter how much fake media or the social media tries to tell you or brainwash you and that's what they're doing you think you're being smart by leaving those comments you think you're swaying the court no you're not you're being a sheeple you're playing into the matrix you're being controlled you're being a bitch you're being manipulated Think for your fucking self. Stop being lazy. Another story. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was a Michael Jackson interview, I am going to say circa uh, 2003, 2004, with Martin Bashir, a uh, British journalist. I believe he went on to um, host or co-host 60 Minutes. And it was called Living with Michael Jackson. And... Um, Michael Jackson, this is being filmed, and Martin Bashir is pretending to be Michael Jackson's um, friend in this interview. And it comes out that Michael Jackson's uh, sharing a bed, I believe, with an 11-year-old cancer patient, if memory serves me right. Um, he's not committing any acts of sexual misconduct or anything like that. Nothing has been suggested by, by the boy or his family at that point. His family are, um, are fully aware of it in the interview, if memory serves me right. It is pretty weird. Um, if that was my kid, I would. If that wasn't my kid and I was the parent personally, I would not put my kid in that situation. I would take him out immediately. Um, but that's sort of a, a separate um, topic. The parents, for whatever reason, were comfortable. The kid seemingly was was comfortable. And then Marty Bashir starts to spin this whole story, and the the, the big narrative that came out of it is essentially um, uh, trying to paint Michael Jackson again as being a pedophile for want of a better word here's the interesting thing about a week after that show went on air michael jackson put out a show out there hosted by marie 
uh, is it Marie Povich, the guy who hosts the, uh, the Jerry Springer type talk show in America with a paternity test, Marie Povich, I believe his name is, Povich, where he was filming Martin Bashir and the Martin Bashir crew. And then Michael Jackson put out his version of the same documentary filming the crew. And when you could watch both those interviews back to back and all the stuff that the Martin Bashir interview left out, in order to um, go with the story, remember, never let the truth get in the way of a good story of Michael Jackson being a creep, being a child molester. Here's the thing. I'm not particularly a big fan of Michael Jackson either. I appreciate that he was an amazing performer, perhaps one of the greatest performers of all time. Um, and he's got a couple of good songs. I was never a huge Michael Jackson fan. As fans of the show will know, I've always been a George Michael fan. So I'm not uh, a Michael Jackson fan, particularly in any way, shape or form. However, you have to go with the evidence. And the evidence was he was not convicted of anything. Yes, there was lots of stories, but nothing went to court. There was no proof of any of this happening. And he may have been an eccentric guy. He may have been a weird guy. He may have done this stuff. I don't know. But I also know that somebody is innocent until proven guilty. Despite what fake news what social media tells us with the sheeple the other way around that people are guilty immediately as soon as someone casts a label or makes an accusation then that person is guilty what kind of world is this you realize how someone's career can be destroyed by someone making these fake allegations it's completely fucking irresponsible a recent illustration of, of this point was in the UK. We have a show called Big Brother. I know that there's one uh, in America and one in Canada as well. A celebrity Big Brother. And there was a celebrity, and I use that term very loosely, called um, Roxanne. And she accused one of the male participants as woman-beating, as beating her up in a house. Now, you've got to figure this girl was pretty fucking stupid because there's about 127 plus cameras in that house along with another 11 housemates i believe and about five of them were around when this so-called internet happened now you can watch this it's been a big news story in um in the uk this ryan character he's uh, in the kitchen of big brother with roxanne and he starts doing some playful boxing with her just just throwing some punches very very light like you would do if you're just playing around play fighting it's very loose the camera's right there and uh she kind of goes oh are you a woman beater in a jokey mocking way there's other people around there you can see that there is no malice there is no power in any of these blows he's just essentially touching her she then goes into the bedroom where she's alone and then starts to unravel. She then starts to complain to herself. She then goes into the diary room of Big Brother, crying, breaking down, melting down, accusing Ryan of beating her up. Remember, there's 127 video cameras watching this whole incident with security right outside the door on a live stream of this show 24-7 that you can watch on the internet along with 11 other housemates in that house so if the camera had picked up and the camera picks up everything they would have sent someone immediately in there to stop this because if that really happened then you could sue the network you could sue, sue the tv show station the show would be off air maybe the network would be off air it's a it's on public display something's going to get done you can't brush that under the under the carpet it's live for everyone to see she then went on to sleep in a separate room 
and to drop the narrative to the rest of the house without explicitly saying what happened but implicitly implying that ryan had had been inappropriate with her that had been violent with her and that he needs to be uh kicked out of the house and that she doesn't feel safe in the house anymore and it got worse and worse and worse the allegations that she was making this was a guy that barely touched her in a play fight situation there's no malice or power you can watch the video in it um and he he, he did not know what's going on this character ryan um actually not a character he's a um he's an actor it's a celebrity big brother he didn't know what's going on and then when some of the other guys have put two and two together and, and, and believe in Roxanne, they've confronted him, to which point Ryan has almost had a meltdown in the house because of thinking that he's being um, wrongly put across, forcibly put put across as a woman beater on national uh, reality TV. And he's breaking down in the house, but he didn't want to quit the show. And everyone who saw it outside, remember the contestants in the house are not watching it, don't get to see the live stream until they leave. But finally, after being sucked into this vortex, this matrix, some one of the guys goes into the diary room, the private room of Big Brother, and says, what's going on with Roxanne? This is terrible. Why is Ryan still in the house? And Big Brother couldn't give too much information other than to say, it's been dealt with. And if, it, if, you really, if this really had happened, what Roxanne had said, there's no way that Ryan would still be in the house. To which the, the guy that went in there, Dan, one of the other housemates, well, well that makes sense and he went and talked to some of the other housemates um and it started to turn when people started to realize they'd been sucked into that thought matrix of not knowing what happened but just believing in somebody accusing someone without any hard evidence even though the public outside saw exactly what happened were completely disgusted by rocks designs um allegations of woman beating and not feeling safe in the house long story short the house started to question her she couldn't take it she left out of the back door in big brother uh and pretty much all was revealed when the housemates did eventually leave um that it was complete um fabrication complete bullshit something completely blown out of proportion to a point where this roxanne has now become public enemy number one in in england just just it has destroyed her career it's not destroyed ryan's career it's destroyed her career because the allegation she made over something over something that was so trivial that was so playful that everyone else saw as that and but she was depicting him as a wife beater excuse me as a woman beater in the house that she'd been vilified by the press and she actually did give an interview with big brother and the, the big brother um, lady does the interviews, Emma Willis. She, she's usually quite impartial of interviews. But you can see in the interviews, she was disgusted with Roxanne and, and, and gave her a hard time, and, and rightfully so. She uh, apologised after watching the videos of what happened. She conceded that she did blow out of proportion, uh, that she was wrong, and she's sorry if she caused any damage to Ryan's uh, career. Moral of the story is Ryan won that TV show because there was 127 plus video cameras that showed he didn't beat anyone up he certainly did not beat a woman up and all the housemates that had been evicted from the house who didn't know which what side to to go on but questioned well if she was really beaten up 
logically, why would Ryan still be allowed to be in this house? He wouldn't be. And when they saw that this seven-second incident was over like that, they were like, that was it? That that was the incident? It was such a non-event. But they were disgusted by her. Then then later, some of her former colleagues, male and female, had come out from, from soap opera she worked in in the UK and had said that, that, that she had done similar stuff to them to uh, blow things out of proportion and accuse them of things. Moral of the story is she's public number one. Her career's over. Ryan won the show. And, and that narrative, that story... As hard, as hard as I'm sure it was for him to go through in that house, actually made him win the show because it was not particularly interesting without that story. But don't be making any judgments until you, until you have fact, until you have veritable, real-world proof out there. Otherwise, you're just a fucking moron. You're just a fucking sheep. Think for yourself. Think, okay, if this was real... Eve still wouldn't be in the ass. If this was real, this person wouldn't still be present. If this was real, this wouldn't still be happening. Think for yourself. Don't vote with your stupid opinion and of, of why you dislike somebody or why... If you really don't like him, again, boycott their product. Don't buy the CD. Don't watch the Netflix special. Don't go to one of their concerts. Don't vote for that person. That's how you show. And another one, just because I haven't been controversial enough here today. Everyone's favourite man. The greatest man in the world. Donald Trump. And there isn't a day that goes past where I see, don't see a feed somewhere on my Facebook where someone feels it appropriate on their social media to talk about Donald Trump and uh, make some kind of meme, some kind of joke, or what kind of racist or terrible, misogynistic, evil person, dumb president he is. Every day, they feel it appropriate to put that out. Now, I don't put my political feelings on social media because a lot of my clients will listen to it. It's not something that I feel that they particularly need to know about me or my religion because it has nothing to do with the kind of work that I do. My um, political beliefs are mine. My religious beliefs or lack of are mine. They're no one else's business. But, but people feel that it's appropriate to put this all over um, Facebook. And we hear, again, regardless of your political standpoint or not, look at it logically. I happen to like Donald Trump. Surprise, surprise. I find him tremendously entertaining. And he is a WWE Hall of Famer and former participant of WrestleMania. And he did hit Vince McMahon. So uh, he's got my vote for life right there. However, when he ran for president, as most people at the time, I thought, oh, this is not going to happen. He's just doing it for attention for the new season of The Apprentice. And uh, he has no, no, no passion or no real uh, motivation to become president because he's a billionaire. It's going to be too much work. He's, you know, he's in his 70s. He's got a, a, you know, a new child. Why on earth would you put yourself through it? Because no matter how good or bad you are as a president, you're going to be vilified through the media. But I was wrong thankfully and so were a lot of people so then he did decide to put his hat into the political campaign and to run for president and he won the party's support or at least enough of them to run against hillary 
And again, no one thought this guy would win because, oh, the narrative is Donald Trump's a joke. He's an idiot. Look at him. He's dumb. He's uh, he's orange. He's got uh, a hairpiece. What's the deal with Donald Trump? Does he wear a piece? He's a joke. He's a reality TV star. I can't take this guy seriously. But who is against is Hillary, and she's been involved in politics for 25 years, former first lady of the United States of America. It's a foregone conclusion that Hillary's going to win. I gotta tell you, I believed that she was going to win as well. I prayed, even though I'm an atheist, that she wouldn't. But I thought she would win, but I thought, hey, just imagine what if, what if Donald Trump became president? And enough people with enough stroke and enough power voted for Donald Trump to become president. So despite the fake news, despite the fake narrative that's thrown out there that nobody likes Donald Trump, that everyone thinks he's an idiot, he's a bad leader, he's a bad guy, he's this, that, he's a racist, he's a sexist. None of it's been proven, by the way, just public opinion. He still got voted in to become president. So enough people liked him, enough electoral colleges, enough voters liked him, believed in him to vote him in. However you choose to slice this, he's the president. So in spite of fake news and fake media trying to time with the brush that no one likes him, no one voted for him, and he's a bad president, people did vote for him. He is the president, and so far he hasn't done a terrible job. He's done no better or worse job than many other uh, presidents before him. Again, if you're an American citizen and you don't like Donald Trump and it came comes down to vote him in if he runs in for presidency again, then don't vote for him. That's how you show your disapproval. But don't be going out there being one of the sheeple because it's the uh, cool thing to do, snowflakes. Go out and give your opinion on social media because all of your friends are saying, oh, Donald Trump's a racist. Where's the proof? He talked about erecting a wall in Mexico. It was a joke. It was a bit. Do you know how I know that? Because he didn't actually make the wall. He didn't construct the wall. But he got you talking about him. He got those pressed inches he got those press papers. He got that press time where he's everywhere all of the time. Because controversy creates crash, as Eric Bischoff would say. He worked you. He worked the American system. And you fell for it. Good. But I don't particularly think he's a racist. I've not seen that. Some people have um, their little stories of narratives. And I've also seen narratives of people that have come forward and say, of, of different races saying that he's a good guy and women have come forward and said he's a good guy and also this sexism and this misogynistic tendencies of him that have come out of these women saying this that and the devil knows what we also got to remember that i believe his campaign manager the woman that was really for the most part responsible for um running his campaign and putting him in, in, in the white house was a woman the first woman to ever successfully run a successful presidential campaign to have their candidate elected to president of the United States of America. It was a woman that's never happened before. When Donald Trump was buying up New York in the early 80s, and I can't quite remember this lady's job description or job title, I should say, but it was a lady that he hired to essentially manage all the buildings he was purchasing. 
essentially she became one of the most powerful um, people in construction in the United States. Guess what? That was a woman. First time a woman was in that position. Donald Trump gave that woman that position. So you don't have to like the guy. I do like this guy, from what I've seen. He entertains me. I find him funny. I find him making politics interesting. But you don't have the right to hate this guy because you never met him. If you don't like him, don't vote for him. If you like someone better than him and you're a candidate in America, vote for them. If you're outside, you don't get to vote. So shut your fucking mouth. No one cares about your opinion even if you're in America. Show by voting for him or not for him. No one cares about your story because you've probably never met him. You've probably never had a drink with him. And you've probably got no real world veritable proof that he's a good guy or a bad guy. And even if he was a racist, and even if he was a sexist, you don't think there's been successful presidents around the world that have been racist and sexist? I'm not saying those are good tendencies whatsoever. What I am saying is people are fundamentally flawed. We all are, including me and including you. Whether they be presidents, prime ministers, kings, queens, celebrities, popes, pop stars, all flawed, all having made mistakes. Who the fuck are we to judge them unless we are perfect? Unless we're A, number one, and we've never, ever made a mistake in our own lives. No one gives a fuck about your snowflake opinion on social media. So think for yourself. Think, is this story true? How do I know it's true? Where are the facts? Not the public opinion, not a journalist's little spin. Where are the facts? And oftentimes when you do that, you'll see through the matrix. You'll see the smoke. You'll see the mirrors. You'll see the level of bullshit that you're being served up. And you'll be upset. You'll be pissed off. You'll be pissed off at yourself that you were brainwashed, sucked into that matrix for so many, many years. Because once you take that proverbial red pill, you'll never see the world the same again. So take the red pill, my friends. And realise we'll go down that rabbit hole. And we'll see how deeply this can go. And as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast. And you would like a show synopsis. with the top three ways to see through fake news. Then shoot me over an email at mal, M-A-I-L, at lukenosis, L-U-K-E-N-O-S-I-S, dot com. Or you can send your hate emails to there as well. And I'll send you a copy of the free ways to see through fake media. As always, I've been Luke Michael Howard, a.k.a. the Hypnopunk, host of Unstuck Transformation with Edge. Always believe. <laughs>